Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, friends and frenemies, welcome to the first ever Simon Tifola show. I'm so excited that you've taken time out of your busy schedules to listen to this show, to watch this show, and we have so much in stock for you tonight. Our first guest on this show is Nina Tumishvili, and she is the founder of an incredible platform, an app called TubeChat. And on my left, we have the incredible Rob Chigozi. Yes. And Rob <laughs> is going to be co-hosting a lot of the episodes with me, and we shall also do an episode with him directly as well. So we have so much to cover, man. Where, where, where do we begin? Where do so, you begin? Oh my goodness me. So I'll just set the scene for you, right? You're on the underground, right? You're traveling on the underground. You see somebody, you see a hottie, you see somebody that spice. catches your attention. <laughs> a spice. Spice. You know? Um, and you're thinking, hey man, how do I actually get this conversation started, right? Nina has come up with an incredible idea and a platform that allows you to get that conversation going. So it's an icebreaker app that allows you to begin conversations on the tube setting. I won't say too much about it, but I'll let her tell us more about it as the conversation goes along. We'll find out what inspired her, how she started, the challenges she's faced. And basically, if you have an idea, if you have you know, a, a dream or a project you're trying to get off the ground, you know, what can you learn from her story? Because it's an incredible story to learn. Um, so, Nina, welcome to the first Thank episode. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely honoured to be here. First Simon's. guest. First this guest. Is powerful stuff. The pressure is on. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm feeling it. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, first guest. But no pressure. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's listen, fine. We'll just well. be ourselves here. That's, That's the best thing to do. It's the so only much. thing we can do. Nina, honestly, thank you so much for taking time out of your discussion. Because uh, I know pleasure. your boss lady. Today You've has been busy. Team. I am a bit on the sleepy side, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm just pleased to be here. Yeah. It's, well, the, we'll just, <laughs> it's the grind. We'll just go with it. Yeah, it's all about the grind. So we'll obviously begin a bit about yourself. Um, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah, good question. So actually, I come from a country called Georgia. Okay, which that's just is, in Europe, right? It's kind of like Eastern Europe, mm -hmm. might be called like Central Asia. It's basically yeah. right, it's, it's like right on the border between Europe and Asia. So it's yeah. like Eurasia and we've yeah. got like the Caucasian mountains and mm -hmm. we're just mm -hmm. south of Russia and oh, like cool. north, uh, east of uh, Turkey. Mm -hmm. So we've got like really interesting geography going on around there. And yeah, the country is called Georgia, and I grew up in London. I moved here when I was nine months old. Oh, wow. And frequently I was, you know, confused for being American. Really? So people would ask me, oh, you don't sound American, you know. And I said, well, actually, it's because I'm not American, you know, I'm from Georgia. Like, oh, that's country. such a weird What? <laughs> That's yeah, because yeah, obviously Georgia the state. That's oh, what people say. Yeah, yeah, Georgia state. Because um, until yeah. recently, people don't know about Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's shocking. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, you yeah. know, is that a place? Um, like in 20, 2008, we mm -hmm. had like a bit of a war that kind of oh, yes, us yeah, news. Yeah, I had that, yeah. Got us in the news for a bit. Then, yeah. I mean, recently, more and more people are traveling to Georgia, which I'm so happy about. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially like young, cool people that mm -hmm. are into like electronic Bro, dance that, music. No, no, I went, I went, wow. to, I went to, I went to, I went to Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, Just like, so <laughs> completely. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, my bad. It's fine. Let's, let's I, think, I think one of the one of the people needs to get Let's give it rolling. No no uh, no judgment, no, but no geography judgment. classes later after mm-hmm. the show. Um, yeah, so basically that's where I'm from. Um, both of my parents are from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I grew up in London. Um, I still try and maintain my like Georgian roots. So mm-hmm. I visit like twice a year. I can speak Georgian fluently. Oh, yeah, at home it was like basically, you know, Georgian all the time. Yeah. So my grandmother like drilled it into me yeah. and said, there's no way you are not speaking Georgian. So yeah, I, I'm like multi multilingual which I'm very grateful for and I feel like I'm still in touch with like my heritage but Mm. I consider myself a Londoner like through and through and this Mm. is home to me Mm. um yeah the key question is which part yeah yeah so you need to watch how you ask this because it can yeah I know I know it can get intense so I grew up in uh Stoke Newington In Hackney, <laughs> back when it was really rough. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, kind of like, it was proper rough. Kind of how I grew up in South London. Before, yeah, yeah. Before the gentrification, guys. Let's right. get yeah, the yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I like kind of know the area really well yeah. because I went to school in Stokey, but we mm. had actually like a family restaurant on Broadway yeah. Market. Oh, wow. And oh, that wow. was really Did rough. you ever walk in the restaurant? I was always there. I was like running around the restaurant, like causing trouble, but I loved it because <laughs> I used to like, yeah, like just be able to do what I wanted mm. um, and you know I, I like just had had the best time there but um, so who set up the restaurant to your parents yeah your yeah so it was like that was an entrepreneurial venture basically so yeah you're right sort of it's true I mean I think they just set it up just for like kind of lulls Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No one was really like great at running a restaurant, but mm-hmm. I think they just wanted something to do, yeah. and they wanted to introduce people to like Georgian culture and food. And it was the first Georgian restaurant yeah. in London. Now there's a few wow. of them, but yeah, That's like so nice. I grew up there, and I went back a couple of years ago. Now it's no longer like there, and mm. I just it seemed so much bigger to me back in the day when I was like really small. And now I was like walking down you know, the stairs, and I realized the gap between me and the, like, you know, the yeah, 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 yeah. is actually, like, not that, yeah. not that big, so but I, like yeah, yeah, so and I remembered it being so big, and, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, like, quite nostalgic, but yeah. Hackney has changed yeah. a great deal, um, as you guys yeah, probably know, exactly. most people, yeah. So, do you think, sort of, um, seeing what your family built over the restaurant, do you think that, um, kind of triggered some entrepreneurial juices within you to kind of, like, almost subconsciously, though, do you know Yeah. Because at the time, you were messing around and around. around. Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. Well, so, um, yeah, so, yeah. good question. Yeah. Actually, like, um, the restaurant was just one small thing, mm. like, my family did. Okay. Um, I come from a background of, like, a for, for in film and theatre. Okay, oh, wow. And my great... So my grandfather's uncle founded one of the, a, a big like theatre company in Tbilisi in Georgia. Wow. And it's named after my, you know, surname, my surname is the name of the yeah. theatre. And wow. it's called the Twanishvili like theatre and it's still going to this day and they wow. still remember him very highly. Um, wow. Anyway, that was one thing that my grandfather's also in film and he's done a bunch of stuff like, you know, he's... He's worked with uh, cities and stuff like this. I mean, he's 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 been always like hustling around doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my father's has... side is like quite entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that maybe that had an influence on me, but I just always remember them doing stuff, you know, yeah. like yeah. different yeah. projects. My mom's side, not as much. My mm-hmm. like mom is an artist. Mm-hmm. 
I think my mom never really found what it was that she really loved to do. So she's just she's kind of like not as driven maybe and ambitious as I am, but yeah. she's an amazing woman, probably one of the best people I've ever met and will meet. But yeah, she's that. just not like you know, um, proper business minded. It's not fair for that. Yeah, it's not fair. And it's, it's a grind. It's, it's a, you know, so you that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any siblings that are entrepreneurs or have anything entrepreneurial going on? Yeah, so I basically have two half sisters that are younger than me, but no, like they're they're, they're too too young to be uh, to be entrepreneurs yet. But I mean, actually, my younger sister, she's been like making a lot of headway with just like she started a blog. She speaks okay. about politics quite a lot. Okay, she like it's a bit of a thought leader for someone yeah, her yeah, age, and it's like yeah. you know, um, done talks yeah, and events yeah, yeah, yeah. already. Um, gets a lot of like shares on her like posts and stuff oh, yeah cool. so i think watch the space see what she ends up she'll doing. be in here being yeah. interviewed next yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. she's into philosophy as Amazing. well which is cool it's cool yeah. so in terms of um you know you, you then grew up in hackney um, yeah. which like a, a public school or like a private school or yeah comp- number comprehensive and then good, uni as well what? yeah good question so actually like my upbringing was really diverse okay so i grew up in hackney which was quite like a deprived part of London, you know, especially back in the day, Great. it was rough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like, I would stay with my grandmother who lived, you know, in social housing at one point. Then I went to a paid school, which was very different to like what I was seeing before then. So, mm-hmm. and I've had friends in like completely, coming from completely different like yeah. economic backgrounds. Yeah. So, honestly, like, I feel as though I've seen, you know, you know all different sort of walks of life and I have friends that represent you know probably the super high net worth sort of like band and then people that are just more humble and like you know sort of working day to day Find that sort of growing up like that kind of a very interesting perspective yeah kind of industry you kind of sorry I've experienced the extremities of of the socio-economic kind of yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I to me it never felt like a massive thing, you mm-hmm. know, sort of coming from um, you know, a a background that wasn't maybe as as yet. Yeah, exactly. or or like it I I don't feel it's like class or like yeah. economic stance should be like a massive thing. Absolutely. Although it really you know, for some people it's like I didn't realise till later in life that Obviously, you know, you have more opportunities, but I don't think it should influence us as much as it kind of does, you know. Yeah, I mean, the reason we bring up this question is because, you know, so many studies are being done, you know, the environment, you know, obviously it makes a difference. difference. People always ask, you know, are leaders born or bred Mm -hmm. in the environment, is it nature or natural? So it's always important to kind of find out whether somebody grow up and, you know, what kind of education they have. So then you then move to uni. What? Yeah, so I believe personally leaders are like born. I feel like regardless of like, you know, the the situation you're born in and the Mm. environment, I feel like Mm. you can like definitely make something of yourself if you are determined to do so. Do you agree? Especially in the UK, right? Like the resources. Yeah, you can do it. You you really can. So I encourage everyone that's tuning in, like just go for it. Like I truly hand on heart believe that if you work hard enough, you can achieve like anything 
Hey, the sky's the limit, hey? Right. Yeah. The boss lady is yeah. smoking. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah. The question, the question So you went was, to uni, what, what uni? Yeah, yeah. So I actually went to a school in London called the School of Oriental and African Studies, SOAS. So, wow. And half of my yes. degree was That's at King's. I did a bit at UCL. It was a joint oh. degree in economics and geography. Oh, cool. um, and I was just studying that. Yeah, I was just interested in like world affairs and how the world kind of works together and mm -hmm. those the like combination of those two subjects really helped me like sort of make observations on why this is the way it is and like how does our history like predetermine, you know, the way certain nations are perceived, you know, in yeah, this day yeah. and age and yeah, it was super interesting and I always had a lot of interest in like emerging emerging yeah, economies yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. So that, uh, so I, I learned a lot about Africa, Asia, you know, and then I like did, did further research into what I was really interested in is commodities and resources. Yeah. Okay. And also, you know, like the resource curse and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that kind of became my dissertation topic. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So you finish uni. What happens next? So I finished uni and then my second year, basically, I woke up with this idea for like a localized internet and this was pre like tinder time so okay. i was like hey why don't we have a service that basically links people that are in the same place at yeah. the same time yeah. like right now mm -hmm. um and you know i told one of my friends and he kind of followed apps and stuff a lot more than me i mean i would use the stuff that i needed but i was never like super driven by tech and following tech mm -hmm. or anything like this mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and I was just like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And he was like, yeah, it's cool. And then, you know, a couple of months after Tinder came out, and obviously you guys know know how that blew. Um, oh, yeah. It went from like seeing something. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I say some use it every day. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, when it started, it was so embarrassing to be found on Tinder. And like, my friends were like, you know, my guy friends are like, hey, we saw this like friend of yours on Tinder, she really desperate, <laughs> yeah, she really cool. like hungry. Uh, and I'd be like, whoa, wow. I mean, chill yeah, out, guys. chill out guys. Um, yeah. But over the years, like it became just super normal to use yeah, Tinder, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, like I knew that I had to complete university till I ever did anything. So mm. I like, you know, I followed my path. I thought I'd go down like the NGO, like, or work for yeah. like sort of I, I always wanted to make an impact on something but mm. my degree taught me that you know the world is screwed and you can't <laughs> just really do the stuff you want yeah, to do e even yeah. if you are at the UN or World Bank yeah, or wherever yeah, yeah. so it's like I got a bit disheartened by the whole thing and I was like you know what mm. I think I'd rather be an entrepreneur mm. or I'd rather just make a lot of money in finance or banking or whatever it is mm. and then you know invest it in causes I believe in because I felt as though you know to some extent these organizations that I wanted to join were kind of like not really true right. and whereas you know if you become an investment bank or whatever you, you know um, it's not ideal but at least they are kind of true to what they are and do you know so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I left kind of dismantled themselves yeah. I was kind of like oh everything I wanted to do you guys kind of like convinced me against it yeah. so yeah I left and I wasn't really sure what to do but I had this idea that I really believed in and cared about mm -hmm. and you know over time I just made observations with the way you know, people were, were interacting with each other yeah. and I realized people are always on their phones. They're always like oh, using social media. Yeah. They're always like adding selfies, filters, you know, Instagramming. And I was like, hey, um, 
we're kind of losing our ability to be people again and like yeah, interact with each other like real Absolutely. yeah it's um, mad like I feel like people are kind of just becoming like just developing like social anxiety almost like yeah. it's, just, yeah. it's mad so mad have you received a call recently how does that make you feel <laughs> it's so like, like receiving, really cool. you know that question it's like have you received a handwritten letter written me and how does that make you feel I yeah, love that honestly it's incredible. So I grew up in the north. So I grew up in Birmingham and Manchester. Yeah. And there's more of a community up north. Like when you meet somebody at the bus stop, it's not very weird. You can have a chat, yeah. To have a chat with somebody and say, hey, but how's it going? You know, like, but in London, like, there's always been that perception, even before I moved here, that yeah. you sort of, like, people in London don't talk to anybody. You don't talk to anybody. You, know, you get on a train to work, you see the same people every day. Nobody talks to anybody. Yeah. And it's like, when I came down here, I was so conscious because I thought, okay. And in fact, this is really interesting. Um, one, one time I realized when I got, you know, have you ever run for a train? Yeah. Just before the doors closed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just about made it through, right? I, when I made it through, there was this really pretty girl. And she was sat there and she looked at me. She started smiling at me because I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, just because exactly. I made it through. That was so emotional. So, so yeah, so I, I made it through. I'm like, yes. <laughs> And then she looks at me and she smiles at me and I give her the stone cold look and I realize, oh my god, I'm telling you, uh, one of these people no. they were telling me. So from that day onwards, I make the effort. Why did you give if, if I make Simon, you've always I don't know Why are you I don't Anyway, <laughs> I'm making up for my sins. I started this show. Yeah, so it's all good. That's it. So anyway, and the reason I bring the story up is because I consciously now have to make the effort to make that conversation, you know, to start those conversations. And you guys know. We're part of this, you know, building yeah. this accelerator yeah, program yeah, yeah. and this and like I talk to everybody. Yeah. So like I didn't really talk to everybody. Yeah. So yeah, so I met the effort and but tell me at what point did you realize, okay, you know what, this is actually a real problem. Yeah. And at what point did you begin to come up with this conception of this idea? Okay, so yeah. okay. Good question. Actually, I've been really e- extrovert my whole life. Like okay. I start conversations with randomers all the time. Cool. Um, you know, I have conversations with people on the street, like, mm-hmm. you know, just because I'm just interested in people. I love people and I like, you know, I feel better after like interaction and building yeah. some sort of con- yeah. connection that gives me energy. Mm-hmm. So I basically realized that other people don't have these interactions as much and mm-hmm. I feel like they must be missing out. And mm-hmm. then I'm also obsessed with the fact that like we're missing out on all these opportunities all, all the time. So I kind of wanted to, you know, people in cities, there's so many people you're passing day to day that you're yeah. missing out on. And I kind of felt, you know, a bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it'd be great if there was some sort of tool where mm-hmm. if I was bored one time and I like wanted to have interact, you know, I could just mm-hmm. do it in an easy way and yeah. other people could do it as well. Mm-hmm. And also that after I left uni, I felt a bit lonely at one point for mm-hmm. some reason, which was weird. Do you know what? I read that, man. Did you? Yeah, weird. it was like, good. Uni was real, man. Like, mm-hmm. Come away from it. Yeah, maybe it's just because, like, you know, one chapter of your life has ended, you've got to start another one, yeah, your friends yeah, do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think it was a combination of things. And I felt kind of lonely at one point, And then I realized I'm probably the most extrovert out of all my friends. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like, hey, I've got this cool idea. I feel like it could have a really big yeah. positive impact yeah. on, like, you know, my yeah. friends, yeah. other people, you know, like me. And I just kind of wanted to do it. Yeah. And... At the time, I really had no idea how hard it is to, like, first of all, you know, ship anything, then, like, you know, get it on the App Store, 
um, then, you know, get people to download it and like, you know, get involved. So I had no idea and I just went for it. Um, I got myself in some financial difficulties because um, I just took out a loan at one point and just... You Did know, you have a job at the time? Did you have a full-time job? Or? Yeah, so I like... When I hired my first developer, I was working mm. three jobs. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah, nuts. Yeah. As, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> basically I took working out a loan. Time, overtime. Yeah, time. I put all my full savings time. into it. Yeah. Then my I tried to get a loan and mm. I couldn't get a loan. So mm. my mom like took out a loan and wow. I was like hey I'll definitely shout to my mother shout uh, out to mother's shout out to my mother's oh my goodness me so my dad didn't back me so my mom did um, oh, I, she's amazing so if I ever am successful like I just hope I can pay back um, yeah hope so and then I took out this loan with help of mom and I just couldn't pay the interest repayments anymore and I was paying for a developer and it got like really scary. Was that an outsourced developer? No, so I hired hired a couple of, uh, every. so actually in the early days they were all like students and stuff. Okay. Yeah, but it was still like quite a big expense. What year were you talking about, like last year? No, 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 I've been doing this for like three to four years now. Oh my God. But I've developed four prototypes as a non-technical founder. Wow. Four different apps, uh, some of which I never launched. Um, Actually, most of them I never launched. So this brings up a really interesting point. Yeah, all sorts of apps. Finding developers in the tech world is a nightmare. nightmare, Especially if you're a non-tech founder. Yeah. Like, I always say, we've had this conversation. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's the worst thing anyone could, yeah. Because it's, cost, it's kind of hard to differentiate because everyone yeah. can develop. And everyone has an idea. Everyone is in front of you. Like, oh, first exactly. of all, everyone has an idea. Everyone has an app idea. And exactly. Yeah. Trying. So I always say that trying to find a developer is like trying to find someone handsome or beautiful. Oh, 100%. It's like trying to get into a relationship. Because all the really good ones are already dating. Yeah. Um, or you must have lots of money to attract. Yeah. You know, Absolutely the ones right. That, the ones that, uh, well, sometimes you get lucky, you get blessed, and that's yeah. part of my story that I'll tell later. In different Can't wait. But anyway. also, I want to add: in the early days, I had this real sense of like, oh my god, if I don't get this out there right now, like mm. someone else is going to do, do it. it. Oh, and yes. also, you're ske- you're like skeptical mm-hmm. about sharing the idea with a lot of people, so you're like, somebody steal it. Yeah, I developed serious anxiety in the early days, so I was like yeah. trying to get this done, you know, trying to not tell everyone, yeah, and it was like. I just, but, it was really yeah. a stressful time. But then I just realized you've got to share your idea with as many people as possible because just it's on so that point, by the way, sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah. The bit about the anxiety. Yeah. This is a very common problem with entrepreneurs. Yeah. And people starting stuff. Yeah. Because there's so many challenges that you have to deal with on your own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you deal with that? I mean, did you have any sort of like remedies? Like, did you have any sort of like. You know, you did meditation or yoga, yeah. like, were you, what, what was your way of coping with this? Okay, so I've always been a very laid back, chilled person, even mm-hmm. the way I speak is very monotone and like, you know, so I feel like, I'll, you know, my friends always say, you know, like, you're so laid back. I feel like that's really helped me, like, do this. Mm-hmm. But in the, and you know, now, I, now I'm more used to it because of the experiences. But mm-hmm. in the early days, it really was like a roller coaster like this. Like, mm-hmm. some days were so high, some days were so yeah, low. And yeah. Not even, like, me, be, you know, being so laid back and chill mm-hmm. could deal with it. But over time, you just learn to, like, manage your expectations. And mm-hmm. now rejection doesn't phase me at all. It's Welcome like, to our world. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, another we rejection. We rejected on a dating. It's yeah, just like, hey, you know, um, you just go with it. And it's like, I feel like over time you really learn to just trust yourself and know that 
you know, you will make it, um, yeah. well, even if it takes more time and maybe, you know, that's, that's like a coping mechanism, the ability to like trust yourself and just mm -hmm. roll with it and mm -hmm. maintain that calmness and focus and persevere. Mm. perseverance I think you know helps you do, yeah just seeing that hey I got through that challenge yeah I'll get yeah. through the next one so over time I guess you just be, be develop like a more of a belief in yourself which I think has happened for me um, and now I'm less anxious so many nuggets of things you've said in there that I could tap into I think right now let's just really drill down into this product yeah 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 what sure. is tube chat in your own lives yeah, I'd love to tell you guys so um basically Going back to, you know, what we discussed with yeah. tech kind of taking over our yeah. lives. I, and I believe in like human and face-to-face -face interactions quite strongly. So I wanted to develop something that was basically like, you know, still using tech and smartphones, which we always carry around in our pockets, but was mm -hmm. going to, you know, sort of like encourage real life face-to-face -face yeah, yeah. interactions. So I developed this app that is a social icebreaker for the underground because I feel like people on the underground are the most disconnected out of everywhere in London. And also there's this problem with networking, uh, so nothing else works on the underground except tube chat on an actual train. So what we do is like we discover people that are around you on a carriage and we send icebreaker messages and you can play the ice by game. So you can go, I spy with my little eye, something beginning oh, with like, cool. I don't know, That's quite what cool. do briefcase like be, or, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. And mm -hmm. it's meant to be a way to <laughs> just encourage like real life interaction. Um, wow. So that's pretty cool. So you're kind of like, yeah. um, I guess, leveraging the fact that, well, first of all, identifying the fact that we are very much glued to our phones. Yeah. But then kind of like having like a positive spin off to it and leveraging yeah. that as a tool to, to break down um, these barriers. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And then the only thing I wanna add is, you know, we've spent years, basically another reason why it's taken me so long is that the tech we are like, you know, experimenting with is super interesting because what we do is we basically link devices just yeah. peer to peer. So yeah. we create a network with devices that are in range and we broadcast, uh, you know, sort of messages between them without linking mm -hmm. to like, you know, a server. Elsewhere. Yeah, crazy. So it's all decentralized. Um, so it's, I have, I've used the app, so it, yeah, yeah. it uses Bluetooth, right? Bluetooth, we, yeah, so we mainly rely on Bluetooth, but just having Wi Fi enabled okay. also helps us broadcast okay. messages. Okay, cool. That's how it works on the underground, yeah. I see, I see. Bluetooth and Wi Fi direct. So eventually, when did you release the first version? Because I know there's a yeah, message yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. We released TubeChat version like one in May 2017 and mm -hmm. then we spent another year like testing the tech mm -hmm. all the time, you know, sort of seeing how well connections were working, mm -hmm. how well discovery was working. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got all sorts of problems because, you know, different iOS means that the app works, you know, differently. And then also, um, like yeah, like all sorts of problems with the stack. So mm -hmm. Apple doesn't really want us to like be doing this 100%. Really? So we have to like come up with smart How ways to get around it. Oh, I, I mean... You're kind of realizing their messaging business? I mean, they don't have a messaging business. No, no not really yeah. that, but, yeah. you know, I feel like the uses of this tech could be broader than just what we oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And second... Um, we had a bit of chat about that. Yeah, we had a bit of chat. Well, <laughs> yeah, if, if we can continue that another time. But yeah. also, 
the fact is, you know, ideally we want to broadcast in background mode. So you can be walking <coughs> around and, you know, we will just connect you with people that are nearby. But yeah. right now we, you kind of need to launch the app. And Apple, yeah. Apple, you know, very controlling of like how they want their apps used. And you've got to follow like very strict guidelines and frameworks. So, mm. yeah, it's been like quite hard, but I'm mm. really pleased with what we've got right now. And I feel like it's a massive improvement mm. compared to the first version. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. In terms of the Android side of things, you haven't yeah. done any Android yet so far? No Android yet, but we're working on it and hopefully that'll be coming soon. Let's, yeah, fingers crossed. But that's another challenge because Apple doesn't really want Android to like, you know, okay. as in, yeah. they're, ah, they're not 100% keen yeah. on, you know, connections yeah. between yeah, 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 the two. Yeah. So we've got to come up with really smart ways yeah. of doing that. Uh, that's See. another challenge. Yeah. But oh. hopefully coming soon. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, you have an app now. Yeah. It's pretty much ready to launch because I've, I've actually used We've it. launched. We've launched, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are live. Yo, where's the launch party? No, okay. Well, funny story about the launch party. Um, mm -hmm. It was called a launch party, but we did it. We got rejected from the app store. So oh, I was going to call gosh. it the app rejection party, but then people were like, oh, that's embarrassing. So we rolled with it. But we, we actually launched a week after and mm -hmm. we just pushed through an update. Like okay. yesterday, okay. and we yeah, yeah and we're live, actually. we're live. So fantastic. Really, pleased so about that. People can actually go onto the app store and yeah. download Tube Chat. So Tube Chat is spelled as one word, right? Yeah. So it's T U B E C H A T as one word. Tube fantastic. Chat. Download so, now. Now. Link download the Link up. Socials. Begin conversation. So it's Tube Chat underscore app. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, well, we're trying our best with socials. But you know, the thing I love about this app is that, you know, it helps people begin conversations. I mean, that's, yes, I for me, that's just something that I feel there's a much greater purpose than just trying to make money. Because, yeah. you know, it's right about entrepreneurs and, you know, everyone's trying to get paid. Everyone's trying to secure the fact, right? Secure back. Yeah. But, like, um, but you're actually bringing something that fundamentally is, could, you know, has the potential to change the way we communicate yeah. in society. And I believe that truly. That that's amazing. And for me, the other thing I find incredible about what you're doing yeah. is that if you look at the tech landscape, like I've always said, right? It's very male, pale, and still. Let's <laughs> and part of the reason of doing this. Let's keep it real. Let's let's keep it real. Part yeah. of the reason of doing this podcast <laughs> and this pale. show is that <laughs> we we want to bring a bit of uh, you know of color, seasoning, and spice. <laughs> a bit of, a bit of some herbs. Yeah, right. some herbs, some flavor. Some flavor in this. Because oh, honestly. Wow. In the tech world, it's just crazy. Like it's a very monolithic thing. Okay. So, you know, tech is changing the world we live. Yeah. It's changing our lives. Yeah. People are being laid off. People are losing jobs because they're being replaced by these algorithms and this machine learning yeah. apps. Yeah. Glad you touched on that. And and so the thing yeah, is, the people building these products and services mm -hmm. don't reflect the diversity of reasons. And this is a major problem. Yeah. And the reason I love what you're doing is you are actually bringing the flavor. And you're actually Thank designing you so much. and you, you're changing stuff because we need more people like you to actually develop more products and services that reflect the diversity of society we live in and the diversity of ideas because if we have the same group of people kind of creating the same kind of product. So for me personally, yeah. this is what I really love. Yeah, awesome. And I think that you're onto something really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not for everybody, but in terms yeah. of... Where you where 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 are you hoping to go next from here now? When you launch, what what are you 
what are your plans from here onwards? Because now, okay, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you touching on the fact that robots are like replacing us as humans, and even mm -hmm. AI to some extent is making us less human. My yeah. aim with all of this is to mm -hmm. basically, you know, um. <laughs> return us back to being more human and return us back to human to human interactions because even yeah. myself I spend so much time on my phone and on my yeah. laptop and stuff I one of the most social people you know ever yeah. have become more anti-social because I'm just always around tech and I'm hoping that you know this what I work on and what I go on to develop will just you know yeah. in the modern age where we're striving towards you know Sort of, stuff, yeah. yeah, exactly. Automatizing everything, yeah. and conversations with chatbots and stuff. You know that I can just link us back to each other and hopefully, you know, provide a bit of an antidote to all of this. And remember what it's like to just feel that energy, or yes. you know, that just you know that mutual like bond yeah. when you actually, yeah, just have that like random interaction that is actually really real. So that's what I, like, yeah, the dream for me is to just, yeah, encourage those real-life interactions. And TubeChat is just kind of like the first stage of what we want to do. I felt as though it would be a smart, smart way to launch because the London Underground has, you know, this social awkwardness problem for oh, real. Tell me about it. And then also the networking <laughs> problem and, you know. It's unreal. Oh, 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 look, for me, I've lived in London great for us to launch that. I've lived in London for like just about three years now. I never really appreciated the concept of personal space until I go into the underground. That underground yeah. train at seven yeah. in the morning, right? When everyone's just elbowing each other. <laughs> that is insane. You wear a wash out here, you know that. Is. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. and it, in summer, it's in. Oh, oh, central. Oh, because you're creating something that hasn't really been done before. Yeah. The phrase tube chatting might actually become a thing. 100%. Because, yeah. yeah, because like people could actually use that phrase as a way of kind of saying, oh, you know, I'm yeah, yeah, icebreaking. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can actually use this tip yeah. in different scenarios as you yeah. plan to, right? Yeah. So uh, tube chat is our first introductory product. Yeah. And we're going to launch other stuff for universities we want to experiment with, venues as well, potentially co-working spaces, bars, That's clubs, cool, yeah. other stuff like that. Because, okay, the tube is really out there, right? If we mm -hmm. can like, have an impact on the tube and people mm -hmm. use this on the underground, then mm -hmm. the chances of people using this you know, in a bar and club and co-working space and yeah. stuff like that mm -hmm. is far less risky, right? So yeah, I wanted to like dive in mm -hmm. with the most risky like proposition. Yeah. And if it like sales, then I think, I've got quite a lot of reason to like believe that yeah, it will take yeah. off in other other use cases. Because you had like three thousand downloads in a random. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. What? Thanks to. Is that what you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the early days, you know, I just wanted to get something on the app store that I could like demo with investors and you know <laughs> press and stuff like this. So yeah. um, I just put this app on the app store that I wasn't really that proud about, but. <laughs> You know, one day I just started receiving lots of downloads and I was like, oh, this is like kind of strange. I wonder like why we got featured on the Chinese app store. Um, wow. So we, yeah, wow. like, yeah, we got featured there. We weren't like on the featured page, but we were on like a trending list for yeah, social yeah, China. networking. Yeah. It's a million people. You yeah. can see it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we were like, you know, on that list and we were just getting like traction from there. But I, it took me a long time to find out what it was. 
So now most of our users are in Asia, but yeah, wow. we we we're just we're just about to start promoting Tube Chat for the London Underground. But the interesting thing was, you know, even in our app store description there, it said app for the underground, mm-hmm. and um, you know we. Somehow. They were still yeah. downloading it in Asia, which is kind of bizarre, but cool as well. You know, it's really <laughs> yeah. difficult. Well, I was like, happy with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. So you're creating a, you know, a product that transcends not geography, but like cultures. Because yeah. Yeah. the problem is like a universal problem, Asia. right? Like beginning conversations with some, you know, with yeah. strangers is a universal problem we all face. And I think that a lot of people will be able to tap into that. Now let's 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 drill into the process of fundraising and kind of like you know raising money, because this is a challenge for lots of entrepreneurs, for minority and kind of like disadvantaged, but also for women. Mm. We we had this conversation earlier about yeah. um, you know the stats right now. Mm. Um, what has been your experience of raising money? First of all, quote those stats back to me. We spoke about. Yeah, so um, what's been your experience about based on money? stats we reviewed earlier? Seventeen yeah. percent of uh, founders in tech are women, tech crunch. Basically, that, that's pretty much less than one. That's like less one person out of. Five, that's, less, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's mad. And it's something like 2% mm-hmm. receive VC funding, which is nuts. Very it's disappointing. Very, very really I disappointing. think something like 0.5 of that are women of color. Less even. Uh, wow. That's yeah. just like, very yeah, rare. exactly, right? So what's been your yeah. experience of navigating this whole investor world? Like, have you yeah. been out there pitching? And um, have yeah. you had any issues with any of you know, any men? Because I have a lot of friends who are female founders, and this is a universal problem. I mean, is it? What's been your experience with this? Have you had issues with men kind of propositioning you while you're pitching, or like? Okay, so I have in the past experienced sort of like inappropriate comments. I mean, wow. I'm not going to go into it. Of course, of course. But I mean, I, you know, yeah. it. It does kind of throw you off your game because you think, oh God, you know, maybe, you know, I don't, I'm not good enough to like be leading this company and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. do it because all I'm seen as is, you know, someone wants to go on a date with me. But, um, you know, after, I kind of now just take it as a compliment and I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, thanks for like validation. Um, And, you know, can you help, as in... I, I, you know, I can't change people's perceptions. I like, you know, tell them what's right and wrong. Um, and yeah, I just kind of have started to use it to my advantage because mm-hmm. when I'm pitching on a stage of like 10 guys, mm-hmm. I am probably more memorable because I'm a woman. Um, besides, you know, the product I'm working on and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to use it to my advantage because mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, like, it's annoying because you get thrown off your game of and course, you start thinking. But then I just realised, yeah. you know, I, I can't avoid what gender I am. So yeah, I'm just going to have to roll with it and like, yeah, I'll just deal with it. That's it. But yeah, I did get disheartened and I tried to fundraise like a year ago and it mm. didn't go as well as I'd hoped. So yeah. I just like put the towel in and focused mm. on product. But lucky, I was lucky because I had... A bit of like angel investment to keep me going. Oh, so I've that's not great. been fundraising for a while, and I've tried to focus on like the important stuff, which is yeah. the product. Yeah. And yeah, now I've got to go back out there with the fundraising pitches mm-hmm. and stuff. But I feel like a different person now. I feel like um, yeah. you know, I can go for it, and it's, it will be good. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, it's really hard fundraising, especially yeah. hard for a woman because I'm still. I feel like there is preconceived judgment about me for being this like naive young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and I, I, I can't change who I am. But mm-hmm. I guess for me, I've realized it's all about data and showing like real traction and a good product. And then, you know, people will undeniably the right investor will see something in you and, you know, back you. I have met some amazing investors who have helped me like, who have helped me loads um, in the past, but I haven't raised proper funding yet. It's it's yeah. been through like friends and family. Friends, yeah, triple F, friends, family, and fools. Yeah, we don't recommend anyone. Got <laughs> fooling anyone for money. Got to bootstrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm bootstrapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's so hard. It's exactly. So hard. Because you know you want to keep focused on the product. You want to work on it full oh. time. You also got bills to pay, yeah. and the stress just becomes too process, much. I Man, I, I, I like. I know how hard it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like ideally, I should just have people fundraising every single day. Yeah, focus on yeah, 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 business and people. So after I went through that really hard time yeah. in my life, I did get some investment, which has helped keep me that's sane and like you know mm-hmm. help me run at this for like a yeah. year and a half. Mm-hmm. But you know that's running out, and so I do need to get back yeah. on it. But the stress mm-hmm. of like you know managing a job oh, and, oh, oh. and yeah, like some people just lead you on for ages, and it's just like you know just tell me if you're interested in this. Oh one. no, yeah, exactly. The ghosting like, is go around is <laughs> Ghosting, oh, that's yeah. 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 Big issue, right? It's just like, yeah, yeah. tell me, are you Say interested? No. Yes right. or oh, no? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, I'm good. I mean, yeah. some people have led me on for like a year. And oh, it's just like. A year? Yeah. You're yeah, really yeah. I, 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 I told you I'm chill. That's the only reason I have like survived. I, I know, I know. Like, it's it's mad. Honestly, that's yes. So now I just you know I'm I'm very direct. I'm like, are you interested? Yes or no? And I feel like the real you know people that really understand the investment game and the proper respectable VCs out there will just tell you, hey, like exactly. this is not in our remit, or it is, or yeah. like you know this is what you need to do and come back to me with this. Mm. So don't waste your time with people that are like. Oh, you know, come back to us in six months, and because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're not they're not going to invest in you. Um, exactly, and yeah. it might be that you're too early stage, mm. but then find the right investors yeah. that are at your stage, and just yeah, don't wait around for a VC to like have another meeting with you. Because truth is, they they won't. That's so, the truth. Uh, that's true. I mean, one of the themes of this podcast in general is. When we speak about investment, I mean, a lot of people and a lot of companies and VCs invest in scale-ups, right? For growth and scale-ups. Yeah. But we've had, because we're all three startup entrepreneurs, we've yeah. had, this is a universal experience where nobody's really, hardly anybody's helping people get from zero to one. Yeah, I agree. Like everybody's doing scale-ups and this, but nobody cares in terms of zero to one. So you literally have to figure out a way of going to zero to one by yourself yeah. or from friends, family, and yeah. fools, as they say. But I think that one of the challenges around that is that there's a gap there, and especially for um, you know minority founders or yeah. women founders, is that you know we can't afford to take that risk of basically leaving our jobs or you know starting because a lot of people that have you know privileged backgrounds a lot of this glamorized startup founders normally started from somewhere right we have had this conversation about yeah, yeah, Jeff, yeah, Bezos. Jeff Bezos we, we, we love we love Amazon you know respect right. what he's done but let's be real he started from somewhere like he yeah. had privilege growing up I mean I think the most extreme example is, is, is Donald Trump when I think they oh let's like, oh uh, my god I think um, for the purpose of this <laughs> what did he say 
like, like what, 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 he went he went somewhere like he said you know I've, I've also you know had, had a, you know a hard time growing up yeah. uh, you know my cat gave me a small <laughs> over a million dollars I was like I think it was like that 55 it was more than that oh it was something God. so dumb I was just like are you exactly. serious ah uh, the worst it actually is because if you look at someone like Jeff Bezos right this dude uh, first of all grew up with two parents just growing up with two parents that's so it. it's privilege oh, right? yeah, yeah. I agree and then he went to Ivy League school Boy. right then he worked on Wall Street for a number of years so he built up his contact list right if you're from South London, if you're from the ends how do you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway he saved two hundred fifty thousand dollars in some ends, right and then he then goes to um, you know he then approaches I think see, he says 60 of his friends and I think he asked for something like fifty thousand dollars each for some about can you imagine about okay. 22 of his friends 22 or 23 of his friends give him this money and then he had um, a, a loan. I think some of his uh, his parents actually gave him something like another two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And then he has had the privilege of actually growing Amazon for growth. Dude, if we Not had that reason. money, we would have built Amazon too. Look, let me see. <laughs> any person with reasonable intelligence could build something. You could build something uh, serious. Yeah, with, with that's that, with that's that great. Money, right? I didn't know. So, so here's the yeah, thing. Bad, yeah. the, the point I'm trying to make is that going from zero to one is virtually impossible. And you yeah. have overcome the odds. Like for anyone to get from zero to one, especially in the UK, the, you know, the, the investment environment is very, um, the, the risk is not, the, the risk appetite, you know, the appetite yeah. for risk among investors yeah. at the super early stage is incredibly difficult. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to emphasize one thing. Yeah. Like, uh, so I went through this really tough period, right? Bootstrapping, then this loan that got me into trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I was like applying to accelerators, trying to get meetings with angels, trying to VCs, mm. and it was just not going anywhere. And then I did get, you know, investment which saved my life basically. Oh, so like, you know, had that not happened, there's mm. no way I would have like. Yeah. God knows mm. what I'd be doing. I mean, yeah. who knows? I would mm. probably have just scrapped the idea and gone and. That's credit to your resilience. Exactly. I mean, I was really lucky. You have been incredibly resilient. You could have. You could have been. You can't just say you've been really lucky because, as we've established, the last preparation yeah, and, okay. and and um i gotta give yeah. myself kudos for like you have uh, this show that's what we do we give kudos like the dog with kudos. the bone you've got, you've like, got to give yourself kudos for that. it's you've overcome it's been hard work. yeah it, it really has you know in the early days i was like if this takes off maybe i wouldn't deserve it but yeah. i've been through so much now yeah no as in that I, pain, I do deserve it i, I don't play that like i just have the same mindset yeah like, yeah everything yeah that i even that small successes, I'm claiming that. You celebrate right? me, man. Exactly. Yeah, I put it's true. It. I was it really up to, is. You know, where the stupid time clock to, yeah, to exactly. make it happen. So, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of look, obviously you've learned lots of lessons around stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Any any specific tips? Two or three, you know, tips for people that are they're trying to start something from scratch. Yeah. And they're trying to figure things out. Like, what would you say to them? Okay, I think. So I know when I first started, uh, you know, and I was like exploring things in the space, everyone told me the same thing, which mm. was go read the Lean Startup. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I, I just get a bit bored when I'm reading sometimes and I, I think it might be a bit overhyped, that, that whole book and, you know, methodology. But I do believe that, you know, you don't necessarily need to go and like build the like, you know, most polished like, you know, grand plan thing, mm -hmm. you can just sort of, okay, if you've got a general idea of like something you want to do, you can be really creative and smart and mm -hmm. like, you know, create like 
a version of it that mm -hmm. will do the main thing mm -hmm. without like this massive budget, you know. MVP. The, MVP. Yeah. Like, the yeah. minimum viable product, and it doesn't necessarily need to be like the product, it mm -hmm. can be a twist on it. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, can do yeah, it yeah, with like, yeah, you know, yeah. a, like the way you've done, you know, trendy people where you built up like a mailing list, right? Yeah, of people, yeah. you got your community together, yeah. you Which started doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he is his product, and he, yeah. you know, without a platform. Yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. like people can do the same, you know. If you really want to do, I mean, when I couldn't build my app, I went around introducing people myself, and I oh, called wow. it like You're the matchmaker. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> it was a challenge. It was like the hello a day challenge, and you had to. I would go up to someone and say, hey, I challenge you to say hello to someone else, and it was oh, like wow. social icebreaking um, for the challenge. We did it for like a hundred days, and oh, wow. because we couldn't get the app made, so I was like going crazy, and I was like, I really, you mm -hmm. know, want to do something, um, you know basically yeah, what I want to do, yeah, yeah. so it was like real life stuff, so I believe that, yeah, like just, it doesn't necessarily need to be an app or a website or whatever, but it's actually really easy nowadays to even create a, like, a basic website on Wix or like yeah. Squarespace or whatever, and you know, build a Facebook group, there's so many ways to like, yeah. you know, sort of get, even Telegram yeah. or WhatsApp groups and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, like, yeah. if you're a marketplace, just create a group with like, buyers and sellers, put, mm. you know, and see if there's interest there. Yeah. If you have like a thousand people in a group, then you're probably going to raise investment, you know, yeah. to like, make the actual product happen. Yeah. So like, don't think that, oh God, I can't find this technical co-founder and I can't pay an agency like 15 grand to mm -hmm. develop like the MVP app. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, if you're, if you're really passionate about it, just do it. And there's exactly. smart creative ways that will help you like get there um, and get you to funding. Cool. That's what I think. Yeah, so basically, yeah. You know, get, get an MVP started, get, get something done. Just do it. You, you touched upon, uh, be, being a constant, uh, being in constant learning mode, so updating your your operating software yeah. like upstairs, basically just reading a bit more, and kind of just keeping yourself uh, yeah. upskilled, basically. Um, any, anything else at all that you think that any piece of advice you give to anybody? Um, you kind of talked about the yeah. kind of get advice on the, I guess, like products. Yeah, 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 okay. Life hacks. Yeah, life hacks, maybe. Yeah, okay, sure. So I'm actually like, um, I'm a really hard person to discipline and I suffer from like ADHD and ADD and all sorts of mm -hmm. like other stuff that I have mm -hmm. learned to deal with. To me, routine is really important. Not so much like the routine of like, oh, you know, like, you got to go to bed at a certain time, but like I've just tried to get eight hours sleep nowadays, mm -hmm. and the difference it makes to my life, like just my conversations with my team, or the way mm -hmm. I think about business strategy and like mm -hmm. product and how inspired I am, has changed like massively. So everyone go get sleep. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Also, try and like not eat crap because that yeah, also affects oh, yeah, you and the sugar yeah. levels and stuff yeah. like yeah. real Simon's talk. Got a story about that, don't you, mate? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Simon. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. is, this is the name. This is and the a bit of exercise, like honestly, like you I'm, are the best I'm, version of yourself. I need to take care of yourself. So, so, so he, 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 he oh, yeah, he got, yeah. So sleep, diet. Exercise, 
basic decisions you can't think straight. This is yeah. it. So I find it very, it's, it's unhealthy when people are just adopt this doctrine of, yeah, yeah like, you don't sleep, don't, mm-hmm. like, don't eat and sleep. Like, what? Like, if you don't eat, you'll die, bro. Like, you're not good. Oh, the what intermittent then? fasting when, stuff? No, just in general, like, oh, right. you know, like I'm going to like, um, I don't know, like, oh yeah, just, I'm just not going to eat because I need to get this thing done. I'm like, oh, no. Bro, like, yeah, if no. you die, you <laughs> cannot get that thing done. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. No, I know. <laughs> it's not worth it for anything. No, it, like yeah, you know, make sure, make sure you hydrate yeah, as well. Hydrate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay hydrate. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why I love this office because all of that kind of necessity yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're taking care of more and that. Like, exactly. Yeah, right. it's important. Do you think I quickly wanted to ask you about this? Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs are almost like jacks or jills of all trades in the beginning. Because in the beginning, you don't have a big budget to hire yeah. all these consultants and people. Chief everything officer. Yeah, exactly. your chief everything right. officer. Yeah, your chief working officer, chief risk officer, chief finance, chief encouraging officer in my part. <laughs> so, what have you picked up on a number of skill sets? Because you know, like, yeah. there's a stigma in society about being a, you know, oh, jack of many trades, a master of none. Like, have you. F- do you feel like you've picked up on some skills that have helped you kind of enhance your startup? Yeah, yeah. So I think everyone needs to be really like honest with themselves on what their like main skill is in life. Yeah, For me, absolutely. it was always connecting, absolutely. you know, different people, and I'm like a people's person, so people generally like me and like working with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not the most organized person in the world. I'm not great at read, uh, you know, reading, writing, you know, mm-hmm. the sort of like. Stuff like that. So, but I'm good at bringing people together yeah. and like you know, sort of encouraging people. Because yeah, so I basically decided at one point on this journey that I couldn't do everything well. Because you know, mm-hmm. I just can't. That's it. Um, but what I can do well, that's where like I need to focus on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to me, it was bringing people on board and stuff like that. That's my strength. So yeah. I'm trying to basically use my strengths to my like advantage mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, try and get you know get on board collaborators, partners, team members who mm-hmm. f- you know can fill in on the others on the other sort of things that I'm not very yeah, good yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so yeah, that's that's kind that's of. How how I mean, there's there's part, certain right? people that can code that can like you know have amazing business vision and strategy, yeah. but I'm not one of them. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I totally relate. But you to just that. gotta like mm-hmm. you know. No, good. That's that's kind of. I think that's how it works. Absolutely, that's that's great. I mean, Rob, you also like say it. Simon, I I think we're all like on the people side of things. um, Yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm very very people. Yeah, Um, I mean, you've got to be as a founder. Yeah, yeah. Abstract vision, people, people infrastructure, especially. Exactly. Very much. One thing I love about your team is it's a very diverse team. Both in terms of. Like yeah, both in terms of gender. No, it's not. Very in the office. No, no. Why should you be embarrassed about? Both in terms of age, gender, and you have some, the oldest member of your team is like what? 63. Wow. Yeah. Is is he the bad boy? No, no, no. So, um, Pete comes from a background in like journalism, networking, systems Uh, architecture. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, and uh, you know, recently he's also, his health hasn't been great, but we've we've worked together for like three years now. Oh, that's incredible. Like, the team is so diverse. I see it was cool, man. We work in the same building. So I see you in this board meetings and you have an incredibly diverse I'm like, wow. Yeah, I love One it. day when I launch my thing, I want to have a team as diverse as Nina's. <laughs> I appreciate that so Cause, much. Because honestly, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, so yeah, I remember seeing you guys sitting at the end yeah. uh, to the 
break out real. We go where we can. And I was like, this, this is something team, man. No, it's yeah, it's fun. coming together. Yeah, like, you know, some days we have eight people in. We're people like dabbling in and out. But yeah, we're very diverse. Start, it's a start. But um, I want to bring on more girls on my team because right now it's usually me and a lot of guys. Gosh, yeah. But that's just the way it's worked out. Yeah. Um, so once we get some proper investment in, I'm going to go out looking for some female engineers and also, yeah, just... Cool. So anyway, um, to, to, wrap, to wrap this interview up, I mean, um, tell us some, about uh, how people can reach out to yeah. you, socials, um, how do people get in touch with you and tell them where to download the app and where to go and who to Thanks. reach out to. Because so, we need to get the word out there. Plug-in time. Oh, I'm not time. really good at plugins. Um, You're the chief plug. marketing officer, chief promotion officer. Oh, God, there's so many roles. So many roles. So uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nina Chino, N-I-N-A-C-H-I-N-O. You can message me on there. Or LinkedIn, I'm Nina Tumanishvili. Which is really hard. We'll put that in the show notes. Put it right there. Put it right there. Put it right there. Put it right there. Yeah. Put it right Don't worry about pronunciation. Um, yeah. And or the tube chat. Um, do socials and tube Yeah, so tube chat app, uh, tube chat underscore app for like our socials and weather. Um, but I, I think we can add this in the bio. Yeah, we will add that in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, yeah. But look, yeah. uh, reach so out to me. I'm like more than happy to yeah. help where I can. We've been, been so honoured to have you as the first guest. Yeah. And um, yeah. you continue to inspire wow. us. You inspire I'm so me. excited for this Because this show is really about motivating, encouraging and yeah. inspiring other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon, you are my motivation on Monday mornings. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love you know, tuning your... You know, to motivate, voice. encourage and inspire other people to get on yeah. that entrepreneurial that entrepreneurial, personal development and growth journey. Yeah. And by listening to the stories, hopefully, they can then go on and do their own thing. Yeah, and really. Learn, learn a couple of things, you know? Yeah. So thank you so much for Thanks. being Sweet. great guests, and but also yo massive massive big up uh, go download TubeChat right go download TubeChat yeah thing I love let me know is, what you think yeah let us know what you think review yeah. the apps let her know what she needs to improve in order to make yeah. it a better product and you money men or women invest invest yeah back up you have somebody who has gone against the odds. Back They've literally the overcome oh, the odds thank you to bring so something much. to that. So what are you waiting for? They've got an MVP, yeah. they've got a team, they've got traction. They've, they tick they've the boxes. They've got massive users, like, come Exactly, on. they tick the boxes, so give them yeah, a stash. Yeah, they will, they will, they will. It'll, it'll work In fact, that's something that's juicy too, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Bye. Uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks.